Guest today, David Adam from Mid-America Orthopedics, a medical group practice with locations in the south suburbs of Chicago. I've gotten to work with David for the past couple of years and uh, actually gotten to hang with David outside of work a few times. We've had some nice dinners and and gone golfing a couple of times. And he describes himself as like a, a littler guy, but like he's a beast. He is a beast on the golf course. And uh, so I'm excited to just kind of dive in and hear a little bit of your story, uh, just personal story, how you ended up at Mid-Am and what you're doing and what your vision is um, and and all the above. So can you just give us a little intro on yourself and, and how you ended up where you're at with Mid-Am, Mid-America Orthopedics? Yeah. So um, again, my name is David Adam. I'm, uh, I do work with Mid-America Orthopedics. Um, so my career actually started in the car business. Um, after I graduated, um, from the, uh, university of Washington, I, um, got into the car business and, uh, worked in that business for about 17 years and ended up uh, running a dealership. Um, however, um, uh, I ended that career and actually opened up my own business. Uh, I opened up a home improvement business called guardian windows. And I ran that business from 2001 to late 2007. Um, as the market was crashing, if we all recall in 2007, 2008, um, it, I just seized the opportunity. One of my uh, competitors had uh, made me an offer to purchase my business and I did. Um, so from 2008 to 2013, I, I didn't work. I really didn't have to. However, money doesn't last forever. So um, I ended up uh, uh, um, interviewing with MidAmerica Orthopedics. And honestly, I was a little bit confused as to why they would want to interview me uh, to be part of their uh, marketing and practice development um, uh, team. Um, but, uh, you know, they took a chance and obviously I took a chance. I was able to learn their business very, very quickly. And it's been quite a ride. Um, I learned a lot about the medical industry specific to orthopedics. and. Um, Jules, what's amazing is, is, you know, when you take somebody from the outside that, that doesn't come from this industry and you put mm -hmm. a, just a different set of eyes on it, right. how easy it is to identify different services, what we commonly call ancillary services mm -hmm. to, to generate new patient acquisition and revenue for the practice, which I have been able to do. Um, so I've been with them since uh, 2013. Uh, so I've been with them for almost eight years. And it's been quite a ride. It's been fun watching their practice grow. Uh, I think we've grown since 2013 upwards of about uh, 800%. Wow. So it's it's been a fun ordeal, to say the least. <laughs> a fun ordeal. That's a good way to put it. Because <laughs> there is a struggle involved with, with any type of growth that much. Like there's a lot of pain points and growing pains and learning lessons. And that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I know like, I feel like after getting spent time with you outside of work, like you're, you're wired similar to me where you're like always on, always accessible, always thinking. And like you said, like seven days a week, um, what motivates you? What inspires you? Um, success, you know, and, uh, obviously part of it is my own personal success, but, um, I don't employ myself anymore. So my success success is, uh, depending on how successful I can uh, make my employer. Um, so that's really what drives me. 
you know, is the success, uh, the success aspect of what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. Making every day count. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like just visiting your practice, both locations and just seeing like how many patients come through the door. It's wild. I mean, it's not like your normal, like here we have a medical clinic, like, oh, that's cute. Like there's hundreds and thousands of people that you're seeing. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah. It, it is amazing. You know, um, it, it's almost mind boggling when you think about um, the average monthly amount of patients that we see. Um, so right now we're averaging about uh, just shy of 7,000 patients a month, um, which is incredible out of two different locations. But I think a lot of that is contributed to the different services that we're able to offer our patient population. Yeah. And that's one thing that we've identified with handling your marketing for the past year and a half of the one location concept where you can go and get treated for everything and you don't have to go to multiple locations and referrals and go through that whole song and dance, which I've unfortunately gone through. But uh, yeah, I think that's such a strong selling point. That's one thing I think makes Mid-America just the great, like we talk about customer experience, like there's the whole patient experience aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day, no matter what the business is, Joel, you know, whether you're a service provider, whether you're selling product, whether um, you're selling services such as yourself, it's it's about the experience at the end right. of the day, right? right. Um, and I think that's really the most important thing is is providing the consumer the experience that they expect, right? And and or going above and beyond their right. expectations, right. yeah, or better better than they expect. Um, one thing that I've really been fascinated with, with your story is just like how you had this outside perspective and you're, you're an entrepreneur at heart. Um, and I know this outside perspective has kind of served you and served Mid-America well, but what else do you feel like you've taken from your previous jobs of running companies and working in, in home improvement, working in auto? Like, what have you taken from those experiences and applied to Mid-Am to make it successful? Yeah, you know, I, I think that the biggest learning experience that I had from, let's say, a marketing standpoint, because that's primarily what my role is, is to market the practice, um, is, is that it takes time. Right. Time is on our side if we're just allowing the process to work out. Right. And I, I, I think that there's this misconception of people diving into new different forms of marketing, whether that be social media, whether that be video content, whether that be commercials, anything of that sort, and just expecting, there's this expectation of immediate gratification um, where I think oftentimes it's, it's a false fallacy, right? You, you have to give the process time to play out. Um, really, unless like you're doing, unless you're selling product, um, I, I, I don't think that there's any other service industry that can expect immediate gratification out of any marketing effort they put in. Right. It's easy with a call to action type of campaign. If I'm selling a product and I'm offering 20, 30% off of something, right. I'm going to get some action. I'm going to get some traction. I'm going to get some sales. However, when you're in an industry where you don't need the services until you actually need them, mm -hmm. um, how do you quantify those efforts? How do you quantify spending thousands of dollars on a monthly basis without reaping those rewards right. until six, seven, eight months, maybe even a year after? Right. Um, right. You know, so that's probably the one thing I've taken out of my whole career 
is, is that just letting the process play out. And if you just mm-hmm. are consistent right, and you educate the general public about the services that you offer, yeah. that the, uh, the rewards come later and they yeah. come really twice yeah. and three times and four times over. Right. Exactly. I think that's such a key lesson for, for any business is just consistency and patience. Also, I, I just gave a talk on Friday to a bunch of startup stu- students running startups at IIT. And I tell them, I was like, my philosophy is the, I'm always playing the long game. I'm not in it for this month or the next month or 30 days, 90 days. Obviously you have to operate and and do things to, to get there, but long game always and patience, like patience wins at the end. It, yeah, it really does. I, I agree with you hundred percent. It, it really mm-hmm. and truly does. Um, yeah. So that's, that. I feel like, you know, just meeting you, just our philosophies are, are definitely aligned. And from somebody that runs a marketing and digital marketing and branding agencies, I love that perspective of just, that's a real perspective versus like, Hey, why isn't this working? I've been on advertising for two weeks. You know, where's my lines around the block? And, you know, especially with social there, there is that fallacy of like, Oh, I want, I'm going to go viral if I put this ad out there and it doesn't work that way. You have to play the game. You have to follow the, the, the playbook over an extended period of time and be patient. And then that's when it works. And to your point, that's when it goes 2x, 3x, 7x, 10x returns when you are playing that longer game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I see it uh, far too often where people don't uh, put uh, their marketing budgets in place and mm-hmm. really identify that, hey, you know what, it, this might cost me 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars before I start reaping the return on investment. Right. Um, but here, listen, if there's one message I can say is this, if you can't, if you can't commit a certain dollar amount on a mm-hmm. monthly basis towards your marketing efforts and stay consistent and just know that it will play out at the end, then don't, then don't open the business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that that's as simple as I can say it. It, yeah, it takes no. money to make money. Yeah. You know, whether you make that money in six months, whether it's in three months, whether it's in a year, mm-hmm. just understand that the process at the end of the day, it will play out. But I think a lot of that has to do with making sure that you're partnered up with the right, right. part, you know, with the right partnerships. Right. Um, and, and I'd be the first one to tell you, I went through two different partnerships before I met Fortress. And um, Fortress has been working out very, very well. Again, we've been together now for uh, upwards of almost a couple of years. Um, I'm a firm believer in metrics. So the numbers will never lie. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys uh, have done such an incredible job. Um, But I think part of that is that you guys have taken the time to understand our business. Right. Right. And allowing you guys that time to understand our business. Right. Um, I, I can't expect to j- join a partnership with, say, someone like a Fortress Consulting mm-hmm. that knows nothing about our industry and be successful. Right. You guys had taken that initiative. You guys have accepted our invites to our practice to get to know uh, the service lines that we offer, how we differentiate right. ourselves from the other um, competition in the area. And you guys have helped me certainly capitalize on that. And here we are two years later. Where over the last couple of years, uh, we've had 600% growth in our social media presence. Yeah. uh, In addition to our uh, Google uh, SEO and SEM uh, metrics. So, I mean, it's been an incredible ride. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. And you're right. It's all about the data. And and I appreciate you kind of understanding that and and also championing championing that internally because you're dealing with a bunch of doctors that don't necessarily understand marketing or understand social. So I, I know the position you're in where you kind of constantly have to explain what you're doing and be patient and just wait. Um, but I like what, what Laura mentioned on our earlier, uh, shoot was you up the ad budget 60% and you got a 200% return on it as far as traffic. And that's huge. And so that, you know, kudos to you for the trust and willing to take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could do, you could do one of two things during the midst of a pandemic, right? You can, uh, uh, be fearful, sit back, uh, pull, hit the emergency break, right. Or you can capitalize. Um, and, and that's exactly what we did. I mean, we know that just because there's a pandemic that, uh, we know that people aren't going to stop getting injured. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, people still sustain injuries. Uh, yeah. still people need your services yeah. and letting them know that, uh, you're providing a safe environment, uh, where they're able to receive definitive care, uh, cost effectively, right. um, has panned out. And, uh, you know, even though. Uh, I, I, I don't think that, that there's any business in 2020 that didn't suffer. However, right. I have reason to believe that we didn't suffer as much right. as most. Right. And, and really right now is where we're reaping those rewards of right. putting the pedal to the metal, increasing our ad budget during the midst of the yeah. pandemic because we're having record-breaking months right now. And I think right. all of that's contributed to those efforts in 2020. Yeah. yeah. So that's a perfect segue into my next question is just... I'm fascinated to learn how businesses have adapted and pivoted during the pandemic and how processes changed, people changed, whatever that looks like. But um, like, what's something that you learned about yourself or the MIDAM team during the pandemic? What's a big key lesson or takeaway? Um, not to be afraid, right. not to be afraid of taking chances. That's right. You know, I, I think the media, the media did a, a fantastic job of scaring the general public. Yeah. Um, and, and I think uh, that trickled down, obviously, down to the business. Um, but uh, just knowing not to be afraid, just to know the services that you're providing are meaningful and that people will need your services no matter what. And to not let this pandemic, you know, um, bottleneck your business um, and just to persevere and go through the process and capitalize, identifying the opportunities. You know, one thing that I identified early on in the pandemic is that a lot of our competition stopped everything that they're doing from a marketing standpoint. Right. Um, and they, they did it out of fear. And where we <clears throat> identified, yeah, that there is in fact a fear factor. There is a, uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic, but we capitalized on that. Right. And we knew going in that, yeah, fine, we're going to invest more money. We may not get this immediate gratification now, but as everyone drops off the marketing scene, we're still at top of mind. We're right. still letting the general public know that we're providing services. And again, in our industry, people only need you when they need you. Yeah. So I think those efforts that we took in 2020 and in increasing our marketing budget has done nothing more than brand ourselves because right. now here we are 2021 having record breaking months. Yeah. And, and this isn't just that, you know, mid-America orthopedics is that much more special than anybody else. I think that orthopedic surgeons are equally uh, phenomenal in their, in their expertise, right. no matter where they come from. It's yeah. just letting these people know that, Hey, we're here. 
we're providing a safe environment to get care. We're not going to stop giving you care right? no matter what. And uh, right now is we're reaping those rewards. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and that's where I, I just, I know we're so similar and in, in, in tune because that's exactly my mindset with the pandemic too, is I saw it as a major opportunity for us where we could either pump the brakes and cry, poor me. And the economy is going down the tube and people are scared, or we can double down on our advertising and marketing and hire and, get aggressive with it. And, you know, we grew a ton last year and, you know, we're going to, we're growing even more this year. And, you know, there's a quote from Warren Buffett that I love that I think speaks exactly to this. And I actually just did a a video on this and it says that when people are greedy, be be fearful. And when people are fearful, be greedy. And so like, I think we're both wired the same way of like, there's this huge fear factor last year with COVID of just like, but for us, like, and for myself, like, thinking opportunistically is like, how do we grow and how do we double down on, on what we're doing? So that's, that's awesome. I mean, like, as far as what you learned during the pandemic, I feel like we're going to be light years ahead of our competition when we come out of it. Um, so where do you see, like, what's next for, for you in mid-America orthopedics? Where are you taking it? Um, just, just to continue the good service that we provide our patients, you know, it's, uh, not just providing, um, phenomenal outcomes for their injuries, but just to be able to provide the, the, the uh, above expected service that our patients mm-hmm. require or expect. Um, you know, again, we're multi-specialty orthopedics. So really the only thing that we can do right now is one of two things, right? We, we have this, the, the facilities to facilitate more patient flow. Um, so right now it's just a matter of, okay, um, if it's total joints right now that we want to expand on, do we hire another total joint physician? Um, do we hire another sports medicine physician? Do we hire mm-hmm. another hand and upper extremity physician? So it's just building on that because, um, the more people that you have to take care of the patients, your right. business will grow. So, um, we don't anticipate, uh, expanding our locations. We're pretty satisfied with the locations that we have. Yeah. Um, but our focus right now is patient acquisition. Do we have the facilities right now to grow? Yes, we're not maximized. We can see um, probably 50% more patients than we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. So that's the focus right now. And that's really the yeah. direction that we're going is, okay, what's the next level? Yeah. The next level is increasing uh, our patient fl- uh, new patient acquisition uh, 50% from where we're at right now. Wow. Yeah. And I know, I mean, that makes sense because you guys just came off this monster expansion, uh, with your location, but, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm similar of just rather than hire more and more and more and how can we get more out of everybody we have now and, and increase that? Yeah. Um, all right. So to close, I like to do these like rapid fire questions of just like pick this or that. And, and what do you think? Okay. Um, and some of these are anecdotal, but if you could only play one golf course for the rest of your life, which would it, would it be? Hmm. <laughs> um, for the rest of my life, St. Andrews. Ooh. Have you played there? I have never played there. Oh yeah. So but, that's a bucket uh, list. That would be the, if I had to choose yeah. right now today, yeah. that would be the place. Wow. Amazing. That's yeah. a good choice. Um, and I know, so let so, tying into golf last time we went golfing you were playing music and we, we had a good time and we the, the beers were going um so i know you're into music like if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life which one would it be oh boy 
I'll, I'll make it easier for your album or artist. This is going to be totally off the wall, man. <laughs> but uh, I would have to say that it's um, <laughs> me. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Ooh, good one. That's a good one. I know we were jamming to classic rock. I didn't expect Dave Matthews to come in there. Yeah. If that's the <laughs> the, the, the one artist I had to listen to for the rest of my life, it'd yeah. be Dave Matthews. Band. Wow. Yeah. Good one. That's awesome. Have you seen him live? I have. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Very entertaining. Yeah. Um, last question. A hundred years from now, what do you want people to remember about David Adam? Um, the one thing I'd probably want them to remember by David Adam is thinking outside the box, you know, just, uh, not so much looking at things internally from a business aspect, but more from our patient aspect Mm. and how can we better that experience that the patient has when they walk through the doors, whether it's our business or any business. Right. Um, and, and that's where my mindset is. You know what I mean? So if there's, to answer your question, it would be thinking outside the box, but and thinking outside of what normal business would think internally. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like that's probably what has been part of your DNA and your successful track record is that outside the box thinking that you're applying to what you're doing now and probably applying to multiple facets of your life. So that that's awesome. So uh, if people want to get a hold of you or, or mid America, where do they go? Yeah, they can visit us at uh, midamericaortho.com. They can call our facility at uh, 708-237-7200 to book an appointment mm-hmm. or uh, a consult. Um, and they can get a hold of me directly by dialing 708-237-7206. Or they can email me at davidadam at midamericaortho.com. Awesome. David, thank you so much. It was great to hear your story and I'm excited to to put this all together. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Joel, for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Got it.